Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song and a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 96 of the car wash. On today's show, too much fighting within our coaches. How dare Sundowns concede a goal? And has Truta's time come to an end? Whether you're tuning in on SL Podcast at CZA, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or Muffy King 96.7 Game Time, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, I'm not alone. Teko Medisa himself. How are you, sir? I'm good in you, Sean. I'm very well, thank you. Awesome. A uh, couple of big games yesterday, which you're going to get into, obviously, um, after this world-class mm-hmm. joke of the day. How do you cut an ocean in half? Can't. You use a seesaw. <laughs> well, we're getting oh, better and better. Just so. get better. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Anyway, from there we move on to pole position. Pole position. Pole Position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters club a certain question and gets voice notes, replies. This week we asked you, was the Soweto Derby win the turning point in the season for Kaiser Chiefs? And this is what you had to say. Against Paris, they played well. They deserved to win. Because they were playing good football against Paris. Even against Marisbeck, they played well. Manat Paga, at least he's playing good football now. But uh, coming to the end of the season, I see Kazashius ending there on position 9. Chiefs did gain a lot of momentum and confidence from that 2-1 victory they had against Orlando Pirates because of the way they performed. It was performing in a big game for 90 minutes, probably for the first time under Stuart Baxter, so it gave them a lot of confidence. Everyone has Kaiser Chiefs not feeling well, even though we win, we keep winning games, so far we win that, we win Marisbeck, but Chiefs, the way they play, there is no structure there. Yes, players are there, but structure is not there because of that old man because don't want to use young players. Good, you're not talking about Casa Chiefs. Casa Chiefs uh, winning yeah, boy, against Marusbeck United is all. Uh, late, it was good. Although we didn't play so good, but the win, you win. Three points, you're never legal. If it's in Gaku Vegas, Lala, so the bullets is Lala, so Lala, Kona, five, six. But if it's a Lala, football, Lemnan, it's here, it's here, it's Kaza Chiefs, they are Tekayo, they win now. Uh, the title is to be in a normal country and cost. Take obviously a, a bit of a mixed bag of replies there. Some saying absolute no, some saying it is a start of things to come. Um, you know, there's I'm sort of stuck in the middle, really. Uh, we see glimpses of Kaiser Chiefs, the old Kaiser Chiefs coming through. The ability to score goals, but the ability to keep on conceding, and that seems to be a problem. It happened last night, which we'll go into after this. Um, do you think the Soweto derby was a turning point for Kaiser Chiefs this season? Um, not according to the numbers, though. The stats. <laughs> <laughs> not according to the stats, because if you look at um, after they played um, the Pirates, right? Yeah. I think they they won just one game after that. 
my respect and then I, and then they drew Amazulu. So whenever Kids Chiefs are about to win their third game on the road, they find they difficult to probably win. So they either draw or lose. So they haven't really, really found their rhythm or their momentum like they want to. Yeah. So what is that? What is that lack of consistency? What is is that a lack of quality? Is that a um, a lack of what's the word uh, confidence or, or a bit of both? I think I think it's 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 sometimes I think it's it's because of confidence mm. and and not only just probably maybe on attacking maybe defensively maybe the team might lack confidence because of how they concede goals so it just depends also on the game so if 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 you look at against the display against Orlando Paris they mm. they if if we being honest Orlando Paris play better on the day. You know they created a lot of chances and and they made mistakes and they got punished. But also that's 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 football, right? You yeah. you football it's, it's a game of opportunities. You find opportunities and then you punish. But yet again, Kansas Chiefs are trying to get that momentum. But they look like a team that, if given an opportunity, if found the momentum, they're gonna cause problems. And yeah. I think. And I think with 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 what they're dealing with, the lack of consistency, it's it's not just them. It's it's the PSL. Yes, in general, yeah. in general, a lot of teams are struggling with that. A lot of teams are struggling to find somebody that can bang in goals for them week in, week out. So it's just a PSL struggle, not just Kaiser Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a good segment uh, to lead into the Kaiser Chiefs versus Amazulu game played last night. Um, again, in my opinion, a, a very soft goal being conceded by Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, a, a rare error, I think, was from Dorbo that gave the ball away. I stand to be corrected. Um, but again, a ball coming in and a player coming behind the defender, it's, it's just absolute criminal. But going forward, I thought Keegan Dolly again, um, the ability to get behind the defenders um, is only getting better and better as the weeks go on. So a great signing for Kaiser Chiefs there. But again, Teko, we talk about going into the lead. Again, let's not forget Cole Alexander got sent off. Um, but Kaiser Chiefs getting a lead, possibly a little bit against the run of the play, but uh, conceding again at, at, the, at the wrong time. Look, Sean, it's 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 one thing to get a lead uh, against the run of play, and it's another you 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 trying to maintain that lead while you under pressure, while you're not in control of the game. Mm-hmm. So so, no matter what happens, actually this season. Um, if there's one thing that we need to understand as football fans is Kaiser Chiefs are in are in a transitional mode. They 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 rebuilding the team. They 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 want to compete, yes, but also they want to also see themselves of how far they are mm. and what is it that they need to add on to the team. So I think there's a lot of things that I expected from Kaiser Chiefs and which is unfair, especially this early because when Kaiser Chiefs you look at you look at the is it is it unfair Teko? it is because because I'll, I'll tell you this you look at you look at Kaiser Chiefs performing performance right now you look at Kaiser Chiefs results right now compared to last season so there is an improvement but but also you 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 because you're a team that is so used to winning things for so many years you find it very difficult to understand that you need to rebuild at some point and I think that's where the problem is because you look at when when Kaiser Chiefs play, when they even if when they win, there's always complaints that there's there's too many defenders within the team, there's too many things. But 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 also you you you'd want to build a team, you want to have a solid team, you want to have a solid base that you can build on. 
and 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 Stuart Baxter is not in it's not in an easy it's not in an easy seat or easy position where where this is a seat where they lost this um, league title uh, you know on the day on the last day of the season this is a seat where they they went to the Champions League last season without knowing how they got there but they still lost they were having they were having a horrible season so yeah. it's not being a great season in KZG. so things are difficult I think there are a lot of patience that is required from everybody within KZG's but I think Stuart Baxter is doing what he can and uh, there's a lot of improvements that can be expected yes a lot of players that still need to be given a chance yes so we'll see. Yeah, and uh, just touch on Amazulu quickly. Uh, good fighting spirit, as you'd expect, under Benny. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see. I think it was Antuli that scored again. So it's nice to see him finding form once again after his lengthy injury last season. Um, not the Amazulu we know from last season, Teko, but uh, they seem to be getting better week in and week out, especially against the bigger teams. Yeah, I mean, look, we. Amazulu didn't start very well this season. They struggled a little bit. Um, they needed to find a proper balance, you know, on uh, competing in Africa and and domestically as well. Now that they found a little bit of room, a little bit of a chance to breathe, I think it's 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 imperative for them to find themselves and 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 start winning games. And I think with this break that's going to come in January, I think we're going to see two 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 uh, uh, competitors, especially for the second round. Yes. I think I think that's gonna be like a mini preseason type of thing where most teams are gonna need that to make sure that they recover from injuries and suspensions and loss of form. Yes. But those those teams that we've seen competing last season for the top eight spot, they're gonna come back again. And I think it's gonna be very interesting second round and it will, and it will be really really nice to see Amazulu uh, continuing the way they stay, the way they they were especially for last season. But um, they've got a team, eh? They've yeah. got a team. They've yeah. got a squad. They've got a proper squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, with depth as well, which is good to see. Um, yeah. Moving on swiftly to the game that you did last night, uh, the big Pretoria derby, Mamelodi Sundowns with Super Sports United. Um, Hooray! That ended 2 all. You obviously, you know, when you start looking at the screen after 50 minutes or so, you see it's 2 0. Um, you think, you know, that's a job well done, um, as expected from Mamelodi Sundowns. And then all of a sudden, um, from the person you least expect to see two mistakes in the game, um, Dennis Onyango handed mm. sort of Super Sports a lifeline and giving them a point. Um, mm. I think Rulani said after the game, um, you know, it, it wasn't their best results or, or, or form. I would say they played far too. What is it? They played far too quickly. I think. I think the the, the speed of the game was far too quick for a Super Sports uh, team. Supersport cut, they had too many chances against the Mamelodi Sundowns defense, what he said. Um, Teko, a fair result of the game? Do you think it was all Mamelodi Sundowns? Or do you think, yes, okay, those two errors from um, the goalkeeper, but Dennis Onyango, do you think it was a fair result or was Supersport lucky to get a point there? No, it's 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 a fair result. I mean, credit needs to be given to uh, the visiting team, which is Supersport. Sure. They 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 made a sub that changed their approach altogether, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially in the second half, they changed the system a little bit, they changed the personnel, and 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 they changed. And then they started attacking. They started playing better than they were in the first half. In the first half, I think they I wouldn't say horrible, but they were not they were not convincing. They were, they didn't look like a team that would score anytime soon. Mm. And and I think you know. It's 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 not easy for a coach to to come back from a two zero. It's 
especially against Mamelodi Sundowns, a team that hasn't been conceding, hasn't conceded until last night. And I think it was it was one of those games. I think SuperSport needs to be given a lot of credit because at some point as well, I felt like uh, SuperSport have an opportunity to win the game. Yeah, that's a good point. And let's don't forget these are the first uh, goals being conceded by Sundowns. I think it's in the 11th or 12th game this season. So. Um, incredible feat that, but great result for Supersport United. Let's quickly move on to Stellenbosch FC against Pirates yesterday. It was an early kickoff in Cape Town. Um, yeah, 3-0 to Pirates, convincing when it should have been four. There was an offside there or something was given, I don't know why. Individual mistakes defensively for Stellenbosch, which must be a, must be a concern for uh, Steve Barker going into uh, the new year. Um, but a deserved and needed win for Pirates take off. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and for Pirates, I, I, I can assume how difficult it, it would have been playing against a, a side that is very stubborn to, to lose this season, mm. which is Stellenbosch. I think it was their first loss yesterday. First so, loss in 11 games, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's a very difficult team to beat this season. They, they found themselves, but also for Orlando Pirates, I think if, if, if it's, you know, if there is a moment where they should actually look at and try to find positive things or find their rhythm, I think this is the game because playing against Stelis, it's not an easy task. So they should be building momentum from, from that win. They should be looking at maybe, you know, getting another three points or six points just before mm. the break. And then whenever you come back, you're in a better position. And, and yes, it was important victory for them. It was important victory for, for, for big teams yesterday. So. Let's see how how things are going to end up, especially in the last game on the 20th of December. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stellenbosch at home is not an easy game. They seem to have found their, their local stadium and it's a, it's sort of a, a golden arrows away fixture, isn't it? Stellenbosch away. So it's a, mm. it's a toughie. Mm. Um, let's, on, let's move on to what has been said in the Soccer Doom this week. Um, Baxter, Rolani, Bruce, public spat. Um, I think it's a bit unfair of Baxter in terms of having a public spat, but we are aware of what Rulani has said in terms of um, when you know players leave for Bofana, but there's no stats or data that comes back on the players. And mm. I think, uh, let me just get to this. Um, here we go. Yeah, Bruce also, Bruce, Hugo, Hugo Boss, sorry, also insisted that Amakazi star on Jabolo and Kobo is better suited as a defender rather than a midfielder where Baxter mm. has been deploying him. What is mm. your opinion on that, Teko? What? That uh, the national team coach thinks? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a weird one. I mean, um, would, would you do you prefer Kobo in the defense? Do you see him, see him more as a defender or, or a midfielder? And and it's, it's a bizarre one. If you're playing one position for your club and then you go play another position for your country, I'm, I'm not too convinced on that. Yeah, but 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 to be honest with you, we've seen the Ngobo situation a lot in the national team where players are playing different position when they get to the national team. So for me to see Ngobo, uh, the the debate, it's it's not something new. It's just that it's so exposed right now, or you find a coach that is open enough to talk about it. Mm. But Ngobo was a defender of the year last season for for a reason. He was a defender of the year. So he gets to his achieves where they probably want to play a different system. They want to use him better, maybe in a better position because of how comfortable he is on the ball. Yeah. And and I think if he he gets to play more in the midfield, uh, whether it's something that we like to see or not, whether it's benefiting his achieves or not, as a player himself, there's a lot of aspects of his game that is going to improve. 
sure. come defensively, how comfortable he should be, you know, being a, a, a familiar with his surroundings. I think that's what midfield teaches you. But but yet again, for 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 national team coach to 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 sound like he knows uh, Njabulo Blom better than the coach that works with him every day, I think that's an insult. Yeah, I do agree with you. And Baxter actually went on record saying, you know. Bruce has not come to Naturena for a training session and he's always welcome. The door's open, but it's never happened. So um, I think uh, Baxter felt a little bit pushed into a corner there. And uh, I fully agree with you, uh, Teko, that is a little yeah. bit of a slight insult. But uh, also a uh, good analysis, you know, if a player is going to be playing in the midfield, it's obviously going to work on his game in terms of awareness and first mm. touch, etc., to assist him in, uh, when he goes back into defence. I like that analogy. But let, let's move on to um, what's happening at, at Swallows. Um, the Swallows addresses call for Truta sacking. Uh, David Mokoshowa has a message for the diehard Swallows supporters. He says, I think our fans need to understand that you don't win every game and that is why we are urging them to be patient. The coach has my support. That is very good to see uh, what is happening behind the scenes. We don't know whether this is a front or not, but it's also nice to see that chairman backing coaches in the public because we do sometimes see it unnecessarily in terms of what's happening at Chipper now where people being put on special leave in virtual commas. Um, this is refreshing tackle but also I'm not too sure if it's too long term. <laughs> I mean I mean with uh, with, uh, with with Silas I think this is an, it's 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 been the message it's been the frustrations that uh, the coach also was uh, given the special leave <laughs> and um I mean, they, they, they're trying to find, you know, that excitement, that form back. And it's not easy. It's very difficult, especially also after signing the players that they've signed. Yeah. Um, I think this, it's tough times for them. And, I, and, and as much as the, 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 the chairman can come out and, and, and show his full support to the, to, to the coach and his technical team, but it all boils down to the players. I think we had this conversation before. Because no matter what happens to treat the the new coach that comes, they find Solos in the same position as Shooter left, and they need to work hard to take the team out of that position. So it's 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 and it's always nicer to deal with the, with the coach that actually understands and knows the culture of the team that you've worked with so long. But yet again, football has no guarantees. Uh, sometimes you know a new sweep, a new broom actually sweeps better. So so you can <laughs> see. You get the <laughs> Yeah, that's what they say in football. Ah, the new broom suits better. Uh, oh so you, but you can see, you can see where this is going. I understand this is football, and I, and I think what Coach Shooter knew when he started being a, a coach in the PSL, he knew there's there's no guarantees. You know, the results are the ones actually that keeps you. Yeah. And 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 now Salos has been struggling to win games, and people are just tired of seeing Salos not losing. They want to see Salos winning. You know, and I think and I think that's where the struggle is. Yeah, I think being a head coach in a PSL is not for the faint-hearted. You literally live out of a suitcase, that's for sure. Let's move on to the international news desk. We are joined by Soccer Laduma's international news correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt Buckerfield, how are you today? I'm good, thanks, gents. How are we? Hey, Saki. Yo, someone's tired. Someone's yeah, tired. Yeah, but key. No, no, it's too early, comrade. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> not a footballer anymore. Just, hey. <laughs> the man <laughs> needs his sleep. Bra, yo. Telling you he's getting no sleep is Oli. What's happening there, my boy? Hey, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> thank you, thank you. How's uh, that link? It's beautiful. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting good at this. 
Um, Kurti, Oli yes. no more. Oli is no more, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's been fired. I think it's, it can't be a surprise to uh, to many people. Right. Um, we spoke about it, was it last week on the show we spoke about it or the week before where I talked about how I felt like um, Manchester United seemed to have a good thing going um, yes. last season. And yes. it seemed like he had at least an idea of the way he wanted the team to play. It looked yeah. like Manchester United set up to play counter-attacking football with fast um, forwards. Um, and, you know, that that changed the season. I think with the arrival of Cristiano Ronaldo, I think the entire plan went out the window. Um, that's not to say that Ronaldo is the problem, but I think it caused a problem for Solskjaer that he couldn't, he couldn't solve. Um, it's interesting that none of the coaching staff were sacked along with him. Um, I think Paul Scholes said in the week that he believed they, they all should have gone. Our producer, Aiden is going to uh, play some audio for us. Um, the audio we don't own is property of BT Sport. I'd be almost embarrassed being on the staff now mm. after what happened to Oli. I think they all should have gone, whether they were sacked or they go off their own back because they were part of Oli's team. Oli trusted them each week to prepare a team for games and they've let the club down, they've let the players down just as much as Oli has. And I think Skulls has a point. Um, it's well known that the staff that have remained, so it's Michael Carrick, uh, Kieran McKenna and Mike Phelan, all mm. took the training sessions. They prepared the team. Mm. Solskjaer was kind of the guy who oversaw everything, sort of like a Ferguson role. Sure. Um, and I, you know, I've read that- But, but not a Ferguson. <laughs> of course not a Ferguson. <laughs> I have read that um, a few players aren't happy with those training sessions. Kieran McKenna in particular is apparently someone who, um, has been has been compared to like a like a school like a PE coach a, P, a, a PE teacher. Um, it's he's hard to believe the, at that level. It's hard. Yeah, to it, it is hard to believe, but so he's the under 18s. Um, I think head coach or was the under 18s head coach. Um, and uh, Bruno Fernandez, I think Cristiano Ronaldo, they aren't happy with the level and the standards of the training sessions. Um, so while I do agree that you know those um, on the the coaching staff represent all that went wrong just as much as Oli did. Um, there was a report uh, yesterday I was reading that said that there were very key philosophical differences between Oli and some of his staff. Um, don't know who they, they might be talking about. Maybe that's Carrick, mm. but um, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Also, it just shows that Manchester United had absolutely no plan to sack Solskjaer. Um, Apparently, Carrick, McKenna and Phelan were all handed three-year contracts just like a month ago. Um, it wasn't something that was announced, um, but it, it's really embarrassing for a club of that size to to operate that way. Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, loads... But, but my question is, yeah. Kurt, the, the new coach that comes in will obviously want his backroom staff. So how does that work? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I think if if they hire... So, so the plan is, Manchester United have said, the plan is to get an interim manager in until the end of the season and then look to appoint a permanent manager. So I'm not sure whether the interim manager... Um, would get rid of all the guys at Manchester United. Perhaps an interim manager could deal, could do with all the help um, he could get, the familiarity of, of those who've already worked with the players. But I think, obviously, when a permanent manager comes in, it's likely to be Pochettino. Um, all of those guys will, will go. Uh, I, I think everybody expects that anyway. Yeah, that is so bizarre. Um, let's move on to last night's games, uh, or this week's games, I should say, in terms of the Champions League. Anything, I mean, last night's game with Man City, PSG was just next level. 
yeah. uh, in terms of everything. And obviously the, the, the best team won. Mm-hmm. Um, any other results that caught your eye and something that you want to touch on? Um, I was kind of uh, I was kind of impressed with the last 20 minutes of Manchester United's game against Villarreal, the 2-0 win away from home. Um, Bruno Fernandes came on as a second half substitute and I thought the game changed. Um, he's just, for me, he's just a world-class player. who um, Should not be on the bench. Who can, yeah, but I do I do believe they, they need to rotate more. Um, I like that, the fact that Carrick put him on the bench straight away, um, particularly because Bruno hasn't actually been very good in recent weeks. But as soon as he came on, just total control of the game, Manchester United started um, bossing possession. Uh, he started creating chances. And I just think that uh, he's a phenomenal player. What what other games were played on Tuesday night? Um, the, uh, give me two secs. United said we had Bayern, Kiev, Chelsea 4-0. Oh, Chelsea Chelsea's. beating Juventus 4-0. Yeah, mm. that's huge. But no, that game last night, um, the, the City and um, PSG game was incredible. Uh, the standard of football, the level of football uh, in a game like that is just incredible. Yeah. That yeah. that PSG side, though, do not resemble, I tweeted this last night, do not resemble uh, Pochettino at all. He doesn't want his team to be playing like that. And I can totally understand why he would be tempted to ditch that project, which is going to be a short-term project anyway, for the potential long-term project at Manchester United. Like, the forwards not pressing, Mbappe, yeah, uh, yeah. Messi and, and Neymar not doing any work of the ball. Yeah. Um, so PSG are forced to play three midfielders, three defensive-minded midfielders to screen that back four. Mm. But mm. in doing that, you don't, you literally cut off supply to the front three. Mm. So in trying to protect your defense, you end up um, sacrificing uh, progressive passes to your forwards and uh, it's just it's just an absolute mess Uh, I think Pochettino will be so furious inside at least he will not say this in public that he can't get those players to play in the system that he wants them um, in and yeah I totally understand why he would want to leave leave that club yeah and and do you think he is the obvious choice to yeah, um, I do think so. I think any manager who can take a team like Spurs and make them title contenders and take them to a Champions League final is probably good. So yeah. I, th- I feel like um, you can't judge him on what's going on at PSG. He has no control over transfers, over players uh, coming in and going out. He, ha- he can't uh, look at a 34-year-old Messi who's won pretty much everything and tell him to run. Um, he can't do the same. Th- he can't do that to Neymar. Mbappe has already got one foot out the door. Um, it's just a mess of a situation. So I think that it makes total sense for him to be interested. He he went very close to um, joining United in 2019, I think it was. Um, but yeah, missed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, missed out after they gave Solskjaer the job uh, following a, a three-month run as, as interim manager. So I feel like he won't want to miss up that opportunity again he is a huge huge admirer of Ferguson and uh, just of Manchester United and uh, I think it makes sense guys and do you think that'll be done before the end of the season I do yeah. I actually think it's going to be a lot sooner than we expect yeah okay. I, I think that that the the plan of hiring an interim manager is it, it's not going to happen like that yeah but guys the the way United, uh, City played incredible Next yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. No, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, if, if you don't win the Champions League this year, then, uh, then by the way, I don't know, Teko, if you watched it. I'm yeah. just going back to Tuesday night's games. Barcelona and Benfica. Um, no. You didn't watch it, but it was no, I didn't. incredible. Like, 
Xavi's come in, the team, there's a clear identity. It's back to that Barcelona DNA, the high press, oh, wow. um, that tiki-taka mm. midfielders making runs into the box um, off the ball. It, it's just like beautiful to watch. It was, a, it was a normal draw, but one of the best normal draws I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, just like oh, incredible. And I'm, I'm so excited to see what, what happens at Barcelona. A, a, a good group of of young players and uh, wow. something else that like stood out to me with that is just how it's very unique that Barcelona, the system, the, the famous like tiki-taka possession-based uh, style of football can only really work when it's implemented by somebody who um, is from the club and who's yeah. done it um, and has a core group of players who share that same sort of link to Barcelona. Amazing. It's just so, this so, is, this it's is just what so Barcelona cool. have needed, right? This is, this yeah, is definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they'll just need to improve on, on certain positions. Like uh, they'll need to bring in a player or two. But... Center back, my friend. They need to break center back. Mm, I agree with you, Tackle. Yeah. Definitely. Kurt, just before you go, I just want to touch on Sergio Aguero's situation. Um, mm. They've said that he might be retiring from football. Is that correct? Yeah. So the last thing I saw in that was that he could be forced to retire um, mm. with this heart condition of his, which is obviously terrible. Yeah. Um, it's yet to be confirmed though, but uh, it seems it seems quite likely. Sure, unbelievable, mm. horrible. Um, yeah. Anyway, Kurt the Dirt, you've been amazing. Cheers. Thanks, may, thanks, Kurti. You may go. Cheers, guys. See you. Cheers, cheers buddy. Peace. Righty, Tekka. That was a, a mouthful of uh, information, but as always, Kurt's <laughs> on the on the button. Let's go talking about on the button. Let's go place our bets. Um, I'm obviously in the lead with last week's predictions. Who says who? Uh, I've taken it down, man. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm 25 5 up or something crazy like that. Uh, Morocco Swallows versus Chiefs. The a big Soweto derby. How do you see this? Original. <laughs> Original. Uh, I think Chiefs then a chance. I think I'll give it to Chiefs. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if Chiefs win, I think that is. Presume Truths are gone as well. It's a, it's a big game to get a result for Brendan Truths, yeah. but, but good luck. So we're going for a Chiefs three point there. Uh, Durban Derby, Maritzburg United versus Amazulu FC. Um, interesting one. I'm going for an entertaining two all draw. Yourself, Teko? I'm going for an Amazulu, but it's going to be a very interesting game. It's a game that I want to watch. Are you you're obviously not doing it, hey? No, I'm not doing it. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I haven't checked my schedule, but. <laughs> Sure. And I'm... then the biggie is Chelsea versus Man United, which is uh, sure. Not a uh, big game. It's not a big game. Let's be honest. This isn't not a big game. <laughs> it look, looks big on paper, right? <laughs> it looks fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... Exactly. What do the stats say? What do the stats say? So we're going Chelsea, eh? Uh, we know Chelsea's going to... Look, it's, it's, Chelsea's going to win. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Yeah. Um, and let's move on to, for me, the the news of the week, in, in my opinion. Uh, congratulations on order. Massive congratulations on order for Mamelodi Sundowns Ladies Football Club for winning the inaugural CAF Women's Champions League by, by, by defeating Ghana's Hasakas Ladies 2-0 on Friday night. Um there hasn't been much about this in the press. I think people underplay this massively. This is absolutely massive for South African football and huge for South African women's football in general. Nanti, that you see, I, 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 I honestly think that this resembles the state of uh, 
women's football in the country. Mm. I think it's it's got nothing to do with the, the victory that Sundowns had. I think it just states, uh, just shows you the state of football in the country. And uh, and for me, I feel you know it, it's 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 sad that we are in the state, but also it it it's nice to see. Uh, this happening because then you're creating conversations then you're building an interest in in south african women's football because now you you've you've achieved so much i mean a couple of seasons ago we just won kasafa with the ladies and the bafana team and the banyana banyana team so there is progress and you look at the, you look at the players that we have and overseas and playing for actually good teams you look at by assets i'm going the sundowns right now winning the champions league yeah. so so there is this there's been a progression there's been stuff that is happening a lot of planning a lot of commitment that has been going on mm. and 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 for me is is irrespective of whether they're making a spectacle about it or not i think this 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 woman uh they deserve so much respect they deserve some kind of recognition somewhere mm. and 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 also i just want to congratulate their coach jerry shavalala yes and the, the entire technical team you know the preparation that have been going on yes. you know it's 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 been it's been a lot and to achieve such you know it's something that uh, in football history they'll speak about for for years to come not everybody will, will have that opportunity but i think that on its own has opened doors for 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 so many south africans to be recognized for many women to 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 pay attention to football or be interested in coming back and play the game so it's going to be an exciting time so for me it's, it's very exciting to see Yes, and I hope this is the catapult for women's football in general in South Africa. Um, we've seen they're having a new sponsor in terms of Hollywood Bet, so things are certainly moving in the right direction, Teko. And yeah. this obviously adds fuel to the fire. So massive congratulations to, to Memelody Sundowns. They're obviously putting in so much hard work behind the scenes, so we will watch them closely in the not-too-distant future. That is for absolute sure. But let's move on to this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. On the 25th of November 2005, former Northern Ireland international and Man United superstar George Best died in London. Best represented the Red Devils on 361 occasions, scoring 137 goals. Best was known for his fierce dribbling and of course his humorous quotes in the famous words of George Best. I spent a lot of money on booze, women, and cars. The rest I just wasted. <laughs> <laughs> on the 26th of November 1992, French striker Eric Cantona moved from Leeds United to Man United for a princely sum of £1.2 million. He would go on to earn the nickname King Eric from the United Faithful and be named the club's player of the century. On the 27th of November 2010, the Premier League saw its greatest ever goal tally for a single day as teams found the net a record 36 times. 16 teams played that day and everyone scored at least one goal. And finally, on the 30th of November 1872, England and Scotland played the first ever official international which ended in a 0-0 draw. This date marks the birth of international football. Interesting stuff indeed. From there, we move on to the car of the week. This week is the most beautiful, brand new Q5 S Sportline. One of my favorite, you know how much I love Audi. Those who seek the roominess and ride height of an SUV 
combined with the sex appeal of the coupe are almost spoiled for choice in this relatively new market segment so it, it was only a matter of time until Audi would bestow its Q5 with its super coupe sports pack suit to join the other thoroughbred racehorse Q models just like the Q5, the Q5 Sport Pack offers advanced and S-line exterior trims with slightly different single-frame grille styling elements, side air inlets and rear bumper designs. The spacious Q5 is German practicality at its finest. The Sport Pack version looks absolutely gorgeous in the metal, but the usual Q5 is not to be sneezed at either and almost 100,000 Rand less. The slightly reduced sex appeal is a sacrifice I would be willing to take personally. Nor to 100 in roughly four seconds, coming in at a staggering 1 million Rand's Teco. You can afford mm. that. I'd mm -mm. give it a nine out of 10. You could actually buy three of those, I think. No, no, I'm not an Audi fan. Even if I did, I thought. Really, eh? No, no, no. I love, I love Audi, I won't lie. But I, I, I won't spend such money on a car. No, 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 it's just ridiculous, eh? No. It is a liability, not an investment, my friend. Yes, yes, now we have land. <laughs> <laughs> Finance tips, take a say. <laughs> but we obviously need motivation to afford something like tax. This week is my turn. And this is actually my quote. Don't be afraid of being different. Be afraid of being the same as everyone else. Just be yourself. Yes, yes. And I think in essence, you have one life, people. Make sure you make the most of it. But most importantly, have fun and be 100% yourself. This can be for upcoming footballers or business or life in general. Just, just make sure you be yourself. Amen. Um, that was short and sweet show, Teko, but to the point. And that is how we wrap up episode number 96 of The Car Wash. Whether you've been listening on SL Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mucky King 96.7, game time. Thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, my very, very, very good friend, Tekomadise. Ah, we're my butas. Same time, same place next week. Peace. Hola. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. This is a car.